Well, hello, everybody. It is Wednesday. Is it the 25th? February 25th? 24th? Something like that. And this is Chatting with Chap, and I'm your host, Ginger. So I'm so glad you are with me here today for our little chat. I um, have the wrong car today because my steering wheel doesn't hold my phone well. <laughs> so I'm sorry if my camera moves around a little bit and it's a little weird. It's awkward today. So anyway, here I am and here you are. And I'm very glad you're with me. It's warming up. Like I'm sitting in my car. I could t- take my jacket off and my hat and the snow is still everywhere, but it's really warm. So it's a peak of what's to come, which is so nice. It's so good. So today we have an interesting topic. I see this every once in a while out in um, in groups. I definitely saw a lot of this question early on when all the mandates were happening and people were thinking, you know, do I want to keep my children home? What does the cost of homeschool? All this sort of thing. People were asking the question, why don't homeschoolers get a kickback from the government because their kids aren't in school using that money? So I'm going to chat about that for a few minutes with you today. So the first thing I want to mention with that is um, you can look at you paying taxes in a few different ways. One way is, well, if you were a public schooler, okay, so I'm paying for the education that I got. You could kind of look at it that way. Now, if you weren't a public schooler and you're a second generation homeschool family, well, you know, then that one might not fly. The other thing you can think about is, um, even though we're homeschooling, um, the rest of the community is not, and we want to encourage them to be um, adults that can contribute to society. So paying the taxes, the school taxes, could help in that. And this is another reason why you would want to be part, and we should be, even as homeschoolers, we should be part of the local school boards. Because as people living in a community, you want to know what's being taught to the people that are going to be living in your community even though we don't use the public school system. Interesting thought. It was brought to my attention. I thought, you know what? That's a really, really good point because um, I want to live in a healthy community. I want to live in a community where there are functional uh, people who keep jobs and work hard and support our community, right? So being involved in the community that way is important. So you could look at your tax money as, as going to support that type of thing. Um, the other side of it that I want to share with you is to think about, and I've talked to many well-meaning legislators that say, you know what, we're going to get you homeschoolers some money. We want to get you some money. You shouldn't pay taxes in for school and not get any money back. You know, we're going to help you out. And I, I, I've actually cautioned them and I said, listen, um, it it is very tempting to get, I'm going to put it in quotes free money. Very tempting. I mean, who wouldn't, you know, then you can do the, the really cool sports thing or the really cool curriculum or the big field trip or whatever, you know, who wouldn't want that? However, is the money really free? Is it really free? Can you really do anything you want to do? Is there really no strings attached, no cost attached? And I question that. So let's think about some of the organizations we know or companies that we know 
or schools that receive money for the government, colleges, uh, what happens to them? What happens to their ability to teach what they want to teach, do what they want to do, say what they want to say? They are controlled to some extent by what the government says is okay to do. And what pops into my head even is I think about our churches and our church exemptions, right? So to a certain level, the government can say what a church can do because we're tied to the government through our tax exemption. That's a big thought, right? So so what's happening in these other organizations that do receive those funds from the government? Well, when I look at those situations, I think, uh, I... I don't like what they're able to do to the groups and how they're able to tell them what to do and how to act and how to function. So my take is I don't want the government's money because I want to teach my children what I think my children need to know or what my children ask me to learn. And I don't want anyone telling me that I can't do that. Especially as a as a Christian homeschooler, I want to teach my children all about Jesus and living for Jesus. And I want that. I mean, that is that's life. That is life. That is every moment of every day for us is living for Jesus in everything we do. And I don't want someone to tell me that I can't do that um, because it's that important. So in that way, um, if you do receive money from the government... They can restrict you in some ways or or they might say, "Okay, well, you can teach your kids all about Jesus, but you also have to teach them about this and this and this and this. And you have to teach them this particular history and you have to teach them about, you know, all these other things that you're like, oh, boy. Um, And some of those things might be cultural things that you do eventually have to train your children in because they need to be prepared to deal with the world around them. But you would want to do it on your own time schedule when you know that your children are ready to deal with some of these issues, not on the time schedule of someone else. So, you know, that's where all this trickiness comes in. So they can control what you're teaching if you accept money from them. So what's the government money look like? Well, it could be anything. It could be um, tax credits. Um, There are some states that are trying to to lure in homeschooling by having what's a... What is it? A savings account? Education savings accounts, ESAs. I don't think they're in Pennsylvania. I could be wrong. But I know there are other states that are are concerned about this because, oh, hey, have this education savings account. It's a great place to save your money up. But then it's tied to the government because it's tax-free or something. And then they can tell you what to do with it or when you can use it. Um, Government subsidies, anything like that. Um, is is money from the government where they can then come back and say, well, you got this from us, so we want you to do this. So those are that's a warning. That's just a warning against um, taking government money. And you know what? It does take sacrifice. It does take sacrifice. There's just things you can't do. I mean, we got really old cars, and we don't take big fancy trips, and we don't have cable, and we don't, you know, we go to a community aid store, and, and there's just stuff you need to do because of the choices you make and you do still pay taxes for school because it's, you know, part of the deal. So, um, that's the explanation for why we encourage people to not ask for government money, to not receive government money. And as we work with legislators as an organization, CHAP as an organization, we are not going to be seeking that. We're not going to be seeking money from the government. I would much more have my thoughts on, 
changing the homeschool law, making it less restrictive, um, that type of thing. So, um, yeah, so those are my thoughts on government money and feel free to share that around so others know why we don't want to have a government handout necessarily because we want to be able to train our children the way we want to. That's the whole reason. I do have some really fun announcements to share with you here this afternoon. The first one is we have a new um, resource room host, a resource room team actually, but the host that you will be seeing here on Facebook is named Carolyn. And there's a chance here that she wants me to invite her on, but these little, I can't tell who's who on the little icons. They're not showing up for me. So I'm not actually going to try to invite her on, but um She's going to be doing our little resource room videos. If you saw Dee, our convention coordinator, um, doing videos before, that is what Carolyn's going to be doing. So she will be sharing with you guys all about vendors that are supporting the homeschooling community. So you can be looking for her. We welcome her on. We're glad to have her and Sharon who on board. Two other super exciting announcements. So I do want to say CHAP is not having a large convention this year. So that's kind of a bummer. However, we are having two separate events, which is pretty much turning out to be like if you go to both, it's like going to the whole convention or you can go to one or the other. So we're going to have one at Spruce Lake, which is a conference center up in the Poconos. It's kind of close to Jersey, New York. Um, we'll have, you know, the speakers, vendors, and then we're also having that. And that's on May 7th and 8th. And then on May, the weekend right after, May 14th and 15th, we'll be down in Ephrata at Woodcrest Retreat Center. And pretty much what we're seeing right now is a lot of the vendors who are going to be at the convention, some of the vendors have decided to go to both. So you will see some of the same vendors at both, but some are only going to be at one or the other. So we don't have our websites up just yet. Um, it's coming very soon. We're trying to get everything solidified. When they do come up, it will be sprucelake.chaponline.com. Spruce is S-P-R-U-C-E-L-A-K-E. Sprucelake at chaponline.com. And the other one is woodcrest at chaponline.com. W-O-O-D-C-R-E-S-T dot chaponline.com. And that's where you can get information about those. And like I said... Um, there is a schedule up, a tentative schedule of when we're going to be having speakers and stuff. But the detailed information about vendors and speakers is not up yet. Registration's not open yet. We're not quite ready to get that ready. Um, but I wanted to, to get you guys to know about it so you can save the date, May 7th and 8th, and then May 14th and 15th. And it is possible to make a vacation out of both of those. Um, I can tell you in, in Ephrata, there's an excellent creamery there. Oh my goodness. It's so good. Fox Meadows near Woodcrest is so good to stop there. Um, Spruce Lake, of course, is a conference center. You can book a room there, extend your stay, make it a little vacation. So we are going to have conferences. It's going to be great to be back together with you guys. I just cannot wait. It's so good to be together and be encouraged and hear speakers and talk to vendors and just say, you know, you know, I had, when I used to go to convention when I was young, there was this one woman I always ran into at convention every single year. I, I actually didn't even know her name. And what's really funny is now she's a really good friend of mine now because I had ended up switching um, co-ops. But 
I would see her every year and I would say hi and I always remembered her being there. It was it was so funny, but it was always a convention, only at convention. And then my husband and I, uh, we kind of moved and switched churches and stuff and co-ops and she was there. So there she was, my friend. So it's so funny. So I encourage you to come to convention if you've never been. It's a wonderful place to connect. I know we're all looking for places to connect now. And these two locations, Woodcrest and, and Spruce Lake, are definitely locations where you can extend them for family vacation time and things like that. So keep your eye out on those web pages. Please share them with your friends. Let people know that these events are happening. We'd love to see lots of you there. And um, we'd also love to do something out in the western half of the state, but we need some boots on the ground. So if you know anybody who's living out Bedford, Pittsburgh area who would love to be like the go-to girl or family or whatever to get some um, track, you know, get our feet on the ground out there. We would love to get some traction. We would love that. So um, you can message us here at Facebook. You can contact us on our contact form on our webpage. We would love to hear from you. So again, if you have any topics for me, contact form on the webpage or message us here at Facebook. Events coming up May 7th and 8th and May 14th and 15th. Check out the websites and I will tell you, we will post web pages as soon as they're ready so you can get in there and get registered for our events. But we are so looking forward to seeing you guys. Okay, so that's all for announcements and why not to accept government money. So enjoy your warm day. It's going to be soggy out there in the grass. So we'll talk to you later. See you next week. Bye.